Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Shut up. There, that's part of my unruly attitude. What do you think? Yeah. I like it. True to his word. <laughs> True to his word. I am my unruly attitude. I'm just looking at the headlines today in the Star Tribune. Minnesota Emblems Redesign Commission to Narrow Down Flag Finalists. How long does it take to pick a flag that's going to be hideous anyway? Yeah. It's wild. This is taking up probably three months of our lives. Yeah. I know. Slow news cycle. I just don't get it, honestly. I, I still don't understand what's wrong with the last flag. We honored Native Americans on it, but they said, no, you use them to promote it. So, you know, I was just talking about that to a friend last night because the, the, these people and that people and blah, blah, blah. These pro-Palestinian protesters, okay? They briefly shut down Lowry Tunnel on I-94. When mm. I read that headline, you know what I think? Hmm. Pro-Palestinian protesters. I would like to question a hundred of you and I want you to point out to me where Palestine is on the world map. Okay, you don't get to look first. You just tell, you show me where it is on the map, because I guarantee you about 99% of people involved in that are trying to get laid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a really good point. I think step one, find out where Palestine is. I think yeah. as a protester is not a bad idea. Well, it's just, again, I remember 1968, 69 and all the rallies and all my friends. Yeah, we're going to go out, uh, you know, get a little action tonight. I said, really? Where are you going to the bar? No, no, we're going to a protest. Ah. <laughs> that's what they did. And that's what they're doing now. Um, I would also like to question the pro-Palestinian protesters. Um, what color are Jews? Because they would never know that half of them are white and the other half are African. Yeah. Okay. So. What, you know, what's the problem? You don't even, they don't even know these things. So I don't understand how you can protest against someone if you don't even know their culture, who they are, what they look like, mm -hmm. what they do, yeah. right? And technically, wouldn't it be like, like if you were, rather than being anti-Jew, wouldn't it be anti-Israeli? Because that's like the Israel, well, Israel is the, because it doesn't necessarily have to be, it's not like it was all the Jews that did something right like your neighbor that's a jew you're not protesting against him you mean john i am protesting against john the jew my neighbor i've had enough no actually he went and picked up a package from my front door yesterday so i gotta love john at least for today you yeah. know and tom with your friends back in the 60s what were they rallying and protesting the vietnam war oh okay that makes yes. sense so did they care about the Vietnam War? Probably, but they cared more about what kind of action they were going to get from being a protester. Right. When you're when you're getting dressed up and putting your best cologne on and, you know, doing a couple <laughs> push-ups before you head out the door. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Look, I got nothing against Palestine. I got nothing against Israel. I have many Jewish friends. I love my Jewish friends, and I truly say that. I'm just not making that up. Would you people, first of all, learn what the hell you're even talking about and then get back to me. Right? Yeah, I don't. I, I think that's the biggest takeaway is a lot. I have to assume that a lot of these protesters are uninformed because it would be sure. very painful to imagine them just hating people for these reasons. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's fake hatred. It's like, look, how, look at how much I hate them. Let's go to your house and hit the sack. That's all it is. I've seen this before when I was a teenager. It's like, come on, man. Uh, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And by the way, our college system in America is revealing itself to be the biggest piece of shit that I thought it was in, in 1970. I told you, I went, to, I went to college one day in 1970. I said, I can't stand these people, the teachers, the students that are kissing ass. I cannot be around these people. And now all these years later, you know, 54 years later, 
all of a sudden we find out, gee, I guess they really are pieces of shit. Do you know what sucks? Is I feel like it's when it's broad teaching is when we have a problem. Because people Absolutely. that are in people are in specific programs. I was in a nursing program and you're too stressed to kind of be looking for a protest to go to mm-hmm. whatever. People that are in um law school, people that are going, you know, these specific things they're going to be taught that they're going to use in their field, you don't have time to kind of say, I want to cause trouble in something or I want to, I don't know, like you don't, it's, it's not as, I think, as easy as just saying college kids are problems because it's like a lot of them are just putting their head down and want to get through mm-hmm. school because, yeah. yeah, it applies to their exact job. So when things apply to your exact job, you're pretty motivated to finish it. Yeah. Or like we're just kind of saying broad, it's like the, you know, kind of entry level philosophy class yeah. where you're essentially oh, just God. professors up there waxing poetically about, you know, whatever. Yeah. And now that's where we get everybody fired. And up. then you go to a holiday meal with them, uh, the 20 something year olds. And they're like, actually, I took a psychol an intro to ah. psychology class. And you go, then, you know, nothing. You literally couldn't know less. Yes. Um, I love true. you. Change. No, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I had a problem with it. I've said this before. As far as school was concerned, whether it be grade school, high school, or college, I never liked one of my teachers, not one of them. Yeah, I thought they were okay, but these other, oh, thank you so much, sister this and mister that. and They were okay. I didn't learn anything from them, I'll tell you that. No. Some cost professors are wild. Like I had a, I had to take a religion class, and yeah. so we're oh, here God. to just learn about general religion, yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And somehow this guy got on a topic of Will Smith um, down in Mexico, like what? trying to solicit underage boys at the bar. <laughs> what? I remember sitting in class being like, you know. I don't know that that's a factual thing that you're telling this, you know, auditorium full of kids. But that's you know, so live your life, sir. I guess. That's so wild. Yeah. My first thought would be, I'm paying for this, right? Like, so does that fall under Christianity or Judaism? Like what? Uh, <laughs> which one are we doing? Honest to God, it's true. It it's is absolutely true. true. I, I just, yeah. I really wish that people would stop. That people still do nothing but judge someone by their skin color. Because now all of a sudden, there are all these pink-haired white women that think if you're black, you're automatically the greatest person. That's not even close to true. Look at Tevin. He's a horrible person. I mean, you see what I'm saying? I don't know. I've been given ten of it the benefit of the doubt. What what I here's here if you turn on someone and treat them poorly because of their skin color, you're a racist asshole. But if you kiss someone's ass at high noon for money benefit because of their skin color, you're also a racist asshole. How yeah. do they not see the other side of that coin? Yeah. I can treat them the same. Right? Like I treat all three of you like shit. I treat you the same. Mm-hmm. A woman, a black man, and AJ. Grizzly Adam. And whatever, whatever I am. And an AJ. Whatever you are. No, I was going to go with something worse, and I decided, no, I don't want to call him that. <laughs> That's not very nice. Okay. Look, just live in your world. You don't know anything about the inner city, first of all. You know nothing about what goes on there. So stop trying to judge people that come from that neighborhood, no matter what their skin color is. You will never understand them. And I understand that you don't understand me in a lot of ways. A lot of people don't because I'm not your average honky. You know, it's, it's I didn't choose this. This is the way I grew up. I didn't live like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Also. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're up. Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were done. You're, I was done. Okay. Now was you're say, now sorry. you're angering me. Sorry. No. I said not wow. your average not your average honky is should be the title of your biography when you be. when you write that book. Yeah. What does miasma mean again? I was gonna write a book and call it miasma, which is poisoned air, I believe. Yeah. Is what miasma is is poisoned air. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a great title, but then I decided I have no interest in putting out a book, so miasma. I'll just change my middle name to miasma. Thomas M. Bernard. It's Thomas Mark Bernard right now, but it'll become Thomas Miasma Bernard. There you go. What do you think? Poison air, Tommy. Right? right. Been poisoning the air since. Uh, 
That sounds like an amazing, like, Wild West name. Like, just a six shooter. Oh, no, it's Poison Air Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People are just, people are very weird. I, you know, one thing I have noticed since this whole thing kicked into high gear several months ago, and I don't know what the direct result of that would be, but since that all happened, I get very few phone calls during the day. Are people just not willing? Do they just not want to come out of their shell? They're not communicating. Yeah. I mean, is that part of it? Yeah, I think it's just one of those. Uh, I think people kind of have that constant negativity or whatever around. And yeah, yeah. You hit a wall. I mean, I've hit a wall. Like sometimes the things we're talking about, I'm like, I can't solve any of this. So I don't know how involved I want to be. And I don't know what to do about that. Um, I just got a text message from Paul McCurry. Well, I didn't just get it. It came at 3 o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. What the hell is he doing up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Explain Where, that to me. Uh, I mean, is he probably either in New York or L.A., wherever he lives? So what's the time difference? Is that well, well, 4 o'clock there? Yeah, New York. It's still early or late. Well, that'd be, the same, is, but... that'd be the same time as Tom then, right? No. Indeed. No, because yeah. be, um, we're an hour behind. So never mind. Paul Mercurio sent me a message, said, I could be on the show at 8 o'clock on Friday. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Like, I guess, what does he mean, 8 o'clock? Is that your time or to his no, time? No, he's going to be in town. He's coming in the studio. Oh, oh yeah. he's coming to the yeah, studio. Tell yeah. him to pop by 8 o'clock. We could do that. Absolutely. 8 o'clock would be good. He said, uh, let me see if I can stay till 9. What's the address of the studio again? I don't have that. And then he's going to come on at 11.30 and be on the last half of the family show, too. Paul and I have been friends for a million. Man, he, you guys know him. I mean, obviously, yeah. Tevin used to bring him around. And I think, Tom, and we can check in the break, but I think I still have his phone number, so I'll reach out to him. And Okay, if you don't, let me know. Yeah, yeah I still have his number as long as it's – is it still the one that goes not – <laughs> <laughs> Just read about yeah. all 10. <laughs> you know that he wrote a play, and I guess it's just killing it. Yeah, that's uh, what you were saying play. the other day. What play? Uh, I don't even know the hell the name. It was some, you know, Italian deal. Right. You know what we got to do? Judd is joining us now. Do you know Paul Mercurio at all the uh, great comedians on, uh, on, what the hell is that guy's name that I can't stand? The Colbert. Colbert. I think Colbert, yes, Stephen Colbert. He's on, he's on the producers of Stephen Colbert's show, and he just wrote a play, and a baron's doing well in New York, and he's going to take it all over the country now. Um, it's, it's so great to somebody you've known for years and years and years uh, gets all that success. He's become very, very successful and have him in studio. Basically, it'll be great because we'll have a contest. Who talks louder, Brittany or Paul Mercurio? My money's on Paul. <laughs> he does talk loud, man. We got to have him, Tevin. Don't you think we have, have to have him tell the story of his father's funeral? Oh, have yeah. Have you ever heard that story? You've uh, heard it. Yeah, long, long time ago. Oh. But, yeah, he he Paul Mercurio is great for any random store. I feel like he's lived a very full life. He has indeed. Just a very quick reference to Mr. Mercurio, who will be with us here at 8 o'clock on Friday and then at about 11.30 on the family show on Friday as well. But his father, uh, Paulie's at his father's funeral, and his cousin shows up, and he's wearing these this very loud suit, like this really loud color, really standing out. He's wearing white shoes with no socks to a funeral, and he put powder in the shoes, which have that mesh top. So every time he took a step, it would go poof. Oh, my God. <laughs> he comes up to Paul. Hey, Paulie, Paulie, I feel so bad. It was terrible. I, I rushed down here. I wasn't going to be here for another hour, but I, I had to rush down to see you, Paulie. Paulie. He goes to shake Paul's hand, gives him a 20. What are you duking a guy at his father's funeral? Here you what? Go. <laughs> Just slip him a bill. He gives Paul a $20 bill at his father's funeral. It's like, oh, you know, you're tipping me? I kind of like that better because when you, you celebrate something, you give me presents. And it's like, I actually feel like a 20 would be more appreciated in a downtime than like on when I get married and things are going well for me. <laughs> we have to have them at least tell the, the, the abbreviated version of it because it's one of the greatest stories I have ever heard in my entire life. There's no doubt about it. So Judd... What the hell is going on in the sports world? Because the Vikings now are back in the swing because 
the yep. Packers got beat. Yeah, and the Vikings played perhaps one of the worst games I've ever seen on Sunday. And then the Packers, yeah, the Packers came back last night. They took a lead late, and then the Giants come back. Did did you see the storyline and, more importantly, all of the shots ESPN had of quarterback, Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito's family and his agent? You want to talk about a gangster. His agent, you've got to see this if you didn't. I know. It's amazing. Oh, my God. God, it was just fan. It was such great television. It it literally looked like the Sopranos uh, were at the game. Yep, he's all dressed. He's got he's got the fedora. Yep, he got the sunglasses. He got the chain. Italian suit. It's like oh my, he got the chain. Yes, he he's had a kiss, chain. Kissing everybody. <laughs> it, oh my, it was so great. Yeah, oh yeah, he's doing it. Hey, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, you're right. He's doing that deal. The kid's, you know, the kid's name is Tommy De- DeVito. And then if, right. if you saw it before the game, his family was actually had a huge tailgate outside of the stadium. Aww. And they were making these, you know, Italian subs and stuff and like giving them to fans <laughs> as they walked. It's it just uh, it was fantastic. It was. I love that. That guy. And he's always did you notice one thing? No matter who he's talking to, where he's, he's always on the phone at the same time. Mm-hmm. I got business to take care of, so like, oh, would you settle down with that? Oh my I god, it, it, I he looked like like if you were to draw up, you know, a gangster, right, a mob yep. guy, and he looked like the he he was the cliche definition. I just I thought it was great. I agree. It was the cliche definition, and that's why it was great, and I did enjoy it. It's like, are you kidding me with this? I mean, he went back, what, about 100 years with that outfit? Oh, my, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and the, the, it was hilarious because, and I guess I don't blame him, ESPN, anytime uh, DeVito would do anything, would cut to him because it was so, so spectacularly funny. So, like, yeah. he'd, like, run for two yards. They're like, oh, here's the agent again. <laughs> He's laughing it up, got his hand on every around everybody's shoulders, arm around everybody's shoulder, and he, yeah, it was a great moment. I I really did enjoy watching that part. I did. So, so, but the yes, you, you are correct. The good news, if you're for Vikings fans, is the Packers lost that game. The Vikings are unless they completely screw the pooch here, the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. Yep, they are. They're in great shape right now. It was a, it, it, I think as bad as things went. Uh, during the bye week from an opponent standpoint of how the, the Vikings didn't get the breaks last uh, Sunday and last weekend, everything went equally as well this time. So they're in fantastic shape to make the playoffs. They are indeed. I don't think they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. I got to be honest with no. you. Not, I don't think they're going to go anywhere, but they're going to go home once they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Show up, wave, say hi to everybody, and then probably just go right home. Nick Mullins was such a – you don't think he's going to take him to the Super Bowl, Tevin? I'm oh, so disappointed. You mean that great pass that got deflected and miraculously caught by Hawkinson over the middle? No, I don't think Mullins is taking us anywhere. I think our roster, though, is you know good enough, a Super Bowl-caliber roster. We just don't have a captain at the helm of the ship. Um, and do you know, have you had any update on Justin Jefferson's status? I know O'Connell said he's oh, yeah. optimistic or something like that, encouraged. Yeah, I was actually surprised um, – it's a short week, so my guess was he wouldn't play. But but then I saw the same thing you're talking about, where on Monday Kevin O'Connell said that he's up optimistic he's going to play against Cincinnati. So I think they were most concerned about the fact, and it's why they they sent him to the hospital. I think what the real concern was if there was anything in internal organ damage, and they didn't want to put him on an airplane to go home. And oh, I think okay. once they oh. cleared that up, that, that uh, you know, I don't know, because it looked like it could have been a bunch of things. It looked like it could have been kidneys. It looked like it could have been mm. um, ribs for sure, which can puncture a lung. But uh, if that guy plays on Saturday, he is one tough SOB because that was right. quite the hit he took. And I did not see the game, but I understand it from other people. There was It was not necessary for him to have taken that hit. It's just – the pass was what way far off or what was the situation? Yeah. The, the pass led him into the guy who, who basically destroyed him. It wasn't on time. It was sort of late and high. 
Yeah, uh, Josh Dobbs, uh, Tom, it's done. It was a great storyline for a couple of games, but uh, he was awful. And they finally, the, the only thing that surprised me about the whole thing was that it took O'Connell so long to yank him because he didn't yeah. yank him and put Mullins in until about, I think, 9.03 or so left in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, that was that pass was absolutely awful. And like in this league, if you throw that that pass, there's a reason why they call them hospital balls, and that was mm, the definition yeah. of a hospital ball. They literally do say that was a hospital ball. I love. I didn't know that until last night. It's a great phrase. It really it's a is a great phrase. It, and if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm pissed off, and I would say I never want to play with that guy again. Yeah. yeah, it's a great phrase if you're a defensive player. Offensive right. players, not a huge fan of the hospital. True, good point. If yeah. Or if you're a fan, but yeah. you're right. If you're a if you're a receiver, you're like uh, that's really yeah. not that funny. Yep. <laughs> that's, well, that is true. You're right. It's not that funny if you're a receiver, but I don't know. So they'll make the playoffs, and then we'll go. Oh boy, that was great. And then the season will be over after one game. And I, I don't know. I just I for some reason, Judd, I still like the coach. And his staff is pretty good, most of it, uh, really good in some areas. Should I have faith in this coach? Ooh. Ooh, I, 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 don't, I don't know yet. Like, I, I'm yeah. with you, and I think he does some things well, but I don't think we know enough yet. Um, yeah. So it's hard to, to say. And in his defense, when you're playing, if, uh, if Mullen starts on Saturday, that's going to be their fourth starting quarterback of the season. I think it becomes very hard to decide on a coach when you have that that much uncertainty, which, of course, comes from the fact Cousins got hurt. It makes it hard to decide on on him because until he gets his quarterback or until he consistently has his guy, like he you're literally dealing with backups. Mm hmm. You know, and Dobbs was a great story for, well, essentially a game and, and a half against the Saints. But, you know, he is a career journeyman backup for a reason. And so that makes it it's harder to pass judgment on the coach when he's just trying to uh, essentially uh, hold the whole thing together with gum. Yeah, you know, he's trying to take gum from his mouth and stick it there and be like, I hope that works. So I do. I'm with you, though. I like him. I just mm -hmm. need to see more. No, I, that's exactly what it is. We need to see more. What can he do from here? This is only his second year, correct? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll we'll give him some more. He seems like a very bright guy. Seems like he knows he's doing. I hope that's the situation. But, hey, can you think we could talk Tarkin into coming back for a couple of games? <laughs> uh, you know, France, uh, I think he's still d doing great. He's in good shape. So, yeah, yeah, just go down, pick him up in the private plane, bring him back here, and, oh, you know. It's got to be in the private plane. You're absolutely right, because he ain't getting on an airplane to fly up. Now, have you ever? You must have had him on Score North several times, haven't you? We have not, but I I've met him before, and yeah. I grew up. He he was actually the first QB yeah. that I saw when, when I started to watch the team. It was towards the end of his career, but uh, yeah, he was a great. I mean, what a great story! What a great player he was. Look at this when I do this to my. That's my watch. Oh wow. I better keep my watch out of the light, man. I'll burn a hole in my own face. It'd be just wonderful. Um, Fran Tarkin is one of, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Very, very smart guy from Athens, Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very, well, first of all, it was Joe Cap. That's that's the guy that I saw first because I I think uh, Fran went out to where the Giants or something. Yep, Giants. Yeah, it was the Giants. But uh, Tarkin and I always enjoyed him. He could scramble just a little bit. There's no doubt about it, so. I don't know. We knew Tommy Kramer. I thought was a terrific quarterback. Never quite got it. Got it there. But I thought Tommy did a hell of a job with that. Team. He was good. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. And what they, it, it was, Tommy threw much of the '80s, and then Wade Wilson would play occasionally yeah. as well. Yep. But you know that position and the requirements have changed so much as far as you know the importance now and how much more complex things are and all, all of that good stuff. But yeah, Tarkington was incredible because there hadn't been a scrambler before Francis, you know, before yeah, he came in, right. no one had done that. And, and yep. Van Brocklin was his first coach and it drove him absolutely crazy. He well, hated Van it. Brocklin hated it. He did. He hated it. Van Brocklin was a pain in the ass, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he's the definition of what people consider to be a prick. 
<laughs> I think Norm Van Brocklin fit that requirement. All due respect to the dead. Yeah, I don't think he was real well liked. That's true. Well, to show the balance of all that, Tommy Kramer, I used to light him up on the show back in the day and go, oh, my God, this team sucks. I got to get a new quarterback. He's just terrible. I'd run him and he'd go, hey, how you doing, Tommy? I said, not too bad, Tommy. How you doing? Eh, things are good. He didn't give a rat's ass if you went after him, praised him, whatever. He's just a straight-ahead nice guy. Yeah, well, and, and he's an old-school tough guy, too. Like, I don't yeah. think he really cared. Yeah. I don't think he gave a damn about that that type of stuff. Now, now guys hear about it or, you know, they're thin-skinned, but that's yeah. a different era of football player and athlete, too. And, yeah, I think Tommy yeah. – I think Tommy was uh, a far more of a battler than a lot of QBs are now, and and of yeah. course he was, of course he was, he was often I should say on the old strip, but like the Rusty Scupper and stuff as well. So <laughs> he lived the good, he lived the yeah, good old school sports life. He did, the Rusty Scupper is gone, man. It's too. It's it's now part of the Walls or dealership. Apparently, got a, like a garage. It is. But Joe Sensors is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's gone now. Joe, I mean, nothing's left. Joe Sensor, another great guy, man. Yeah. Tough road to hoe at the end there, but but just a great guy. Really nice. And I don't know that Minnesotans understand how many really, really good people we have had coming through this town in the sports arena. A lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Joe was great. Or Joe Some is great, great, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Some pains in the ass, but, you know, that'll happen once in a while. It'll all work out in the end. But, um, so, yeah, I don't know. Good. They're going to make the, the playoffs. I, I probably will watch the playoff game, but I don't have much faith in them going anywhere. No, no, until they get, a, you know, un, until they either get Cousins back next season or they actually draft or find a starting caliber QB, I think, uh, I think making the playoffs will be, considered an accomplishment the thing about it too though is if you look at the the bottom of the playoff picture in the conference i mean it is awful it is because seven teams seven teams make it and i think the Vikings. so the vikings are the sixth seed right now and the seventh seed is being fought for by a bunch of teams right now that don't have winning records so Mm -hmm. that just tells you it is that's not they put in a seventh team and i know why but it's not really often going to probably be a deserving playoff team. Yeah. No, no question about it. Who is the best team in football right now in professional football? I think San Francisco's really damn good. They are good, man. (laughs) They are really good. Did you see that coming? You know, they've been really solid now for a while, so I'm not shocked. They lost, I want to say they lost three in a row, including to the Vikings, when when Debo Samuel, who's a wide receiver in name only, but he's basically a hybrid running back receiver, mm-hmm. um, and their Pro Bowl left tackle were out. And so it looked like uh, they might be in some trouble. But those guys came back, Tom, and they have been absolutely fantastic since. That is terrific. No doubt about it. Okay, anything to do with the uh, the hockey team, the basketball team, anything we should know? Basketball team lost last night to the Pelicans. Oh, which, by the way, I love that name. The New New Orleans Pelicans is a great, fantastic name. Their stadium is even better. The Smoothie King Arena. S- Smoothie <laughs> King, yeah. <laughs> Sm- Smoothie King's big. Yeah. You ever guys ever spent any time in New Orleans? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. I've I've spent my fair share of time up and down the uh, good old Bourbon Street. Bourbon. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> New Orleans is not like the rest of the United States. I will tell you that. It's not. It's not. You're a hundred. You're a thousand percent right. It is nothing but man. You want to talk about food? Oh, oh my God! And going up and down the street, people are very friendly, very nice. Unless, of course, they're hitting you up for money for something, this, that, or the other thing. But that gets to be kind of a pain in the ass. But I enjoyed every moment I spent in New Orleans. I really did. I was down there a lot back after the hurricane. Kath and I were trying to help people out. and It just, it was wonderful, actually. Is there a, is there a, a city in this country with better hole-in-the-wall restaurants? Probably so not. I don't mean like on the, I don't mean on right. the main drag. I mean off the beaten path. 
they have more restaurants that are just absolutely incredible. You know what's funny about that and good, really good news? Uh, I would say 40 years ago, 35 years ago, most restaurants in Minnesota were horrible. There were some good ones, but most were not very good. And now it's the exact opposite. Minnesota has some of the best restaurants and what you're talking about. You know, all of a sudden you come upon a restaurant, you're driving down, you know, Nicollet and 40 seconds, yep. whatever. Terrific restaurant. The restaurants in Minneapolis-St. Paul now are wonderful. They mm -hmm. really are. What mm -hmm. happened? Somebody woke them up. That's a really good point. Do you think it's the do you think it's the proliferation of um, of chefs who are willing to try things now? No, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. Yep. And and unfortunately, that the pandemic closed a bunch of just fantastic places, it but yep. it feels like we're replacing them, which is which is great. It is great stuff. All right, Pally. I know you got to hit the road, but we will talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. I will talk to you with hopefully some good news about something, but we'll find out. Because <laughs> I don't know news. what it's going to be. All right. <laughs> good news about something. But we'll right. find out. I'll talk to you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen, score north. My pillow. You've all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows, the original My Slippers, and the My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology. Makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code Tom for this special and many more. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Holiday shopping season is happening right now, and you can save up to 70% off your shopping with the Tom Bernard Holiday Online Auction, December 8th through the 14th. Auction items include a five-night all-inclusive golf vacation for two and La Romana, Dominican Republic. I've been there. You will love it. From Escape With Us Vacations, that's Escape With Us Vacations. Also a riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, and a nice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort. All great prizes, no question about that. Visit TomBernardShow.com and enter keyword auction to view items and bid. That's TomBernardShow.com keyword auction. Bidding ends on December 14th. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Stop waving to me. I hate it. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Now they're all forward. Oh, girlfriend. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Eggert now joins us. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert joining us now. So what's the latest? Uh, I am live this morning at Sparky's Cafe in beautiful downtown Anoka. Mm. Do they have microphones there that you can talk into? <laughs> you don't hear me? That's a little weird. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm sure it's weird because whenever I'm out of the studio, the signal's weird and yada, yada, yada. So is it that bad? No, no, it's not that bad. It's just not your usual dulcet tones. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> Maybe I'll just try to be a little more throaty with my delivery here. Does that help? Hey, man. Hey, man. Why is it now? Where are you? You're where? Uh, Sparky's Cafe in beautiful downtown Anoka for this uh, once a month or so. We take the show on the road to a breakfast place. It's a tough Good gig. Uh, we eat food <laughs> and talk to people. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's really awful. No, I understand that. By the way, I used to live when I used to live up in Dayton on the farm there many, many years ago when the kids were little. We used yep. to go to Anoka all the time. I love that town, man. It's a great town. It's a really cute downtown area, and it's all Christmassy looking right now. City Hall's got this big uh, Christmas tree thing in the middle and candles all around it. And uh, it's like one of them Hallmark movies. Been very known for, well known for two things nationally. What would that be? Anoka's known for two things nationally. Halloween. Well, sure, the Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Yep. Right. And number two would be tornadoes. You're not going to get. The, you're not oh, going to get the tornadoes. That's really nice. But I know that's what their mascot is, isn't it? I was figuring, you know, correlation. It is Good their man. mascot because of the tornado uh, outbreak that happened here way, way, way back in the day. But that's not it either, Tom. It's Halloween, and it's the birthplace of Garrison Keeler. Oh. oh, Garrison's from here, huh? Yep, he's from Anoka, Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. I still got. I, we should still have him on after you know. I haven't. I haven't reached out to him in a couple of months, but we should have him on one of these days. That'd be good. Yeah, Maybe I um. Me. He was on when I was doing Twin Cities Live, like more than ten years ago. He was on the show. And I walked back into the green room, and he was prepping before the show, mm -hmm. and I was very. I, I was um, very impressed with him because I'd never met the guy and he walked in and he looks up and starts having a conversation with me and like drops like three things from my background. Like he oh, had yeah. done his research yep. before he got there. He didn't just show up, which I thought was, you know, not everybody does that. So. No, they do not. No, he's a very smart man. Very well read. Uh, got a great sense of humor. He's a very funny guy too. I don't know if people know. Yeah, I should probably call Garrison see if he wants to come on. You guys would like Garrison Keeler on, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll get him on. I'll call him and, and maybe track him. Maybe after the first of the year or something. Something like that. Uh, he, he he's he travels. I know he's in New York a lot. That I do know, but uh, I say I I believe he's still got a house in St. Paul, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, I think I so. so, but yeah. Not sure. Oh, so anything else in the news we should know about, like other than protests everywhere and everybody hates everyone? Yeah, there was that, the protest. I think they ended up, um, in, for those who aren't familiar, protest in downtown Minneapolis last night. Um, rather uh, troublesome from a traffic standpoint because it was um, pro-Palestinian supporters and they kind of pulled a caravan of vehicles into the Lowry mm -hmm. Tunnel. Right. And basically stopped there mm -hmm. so you can imagine um during rush hour at night what kind of problems that would cause so chris i think they made yeah go ahead oh sorry i would say do you know so like a lot of times when they shut down a freeway they'll contact the city and they kind of 
get coordinated to make sure that nobody's getting run over and there's not a lot of or whatever there's at least some support from local authorities did they do that or was it just kind of a random shutdown i think it was different because they were in vehicles it wasn't like a big group of people it mm. was almost like a parade of cars and then they stopped there in the tunnel so i I doubt it Okay. because, because no agency is going to sign off on letting anybody drive a caravan of vehicles through right. the tunnel and stop it during the evening rush. So I don't know that for sure, but I would suspect not. I know a lot of times when they do um, things like that on city streets where they're walking or marching, mm-hmm. I think the permit thing is um, something that happens with a little more regularity, but you know, they totally lost me last night because I'm talking about the protesters. Look, I don't know any Palestinians, so I can't judge Palestinians because I don't know any. I know a lot of Jews, known a lot of Jews my whole life, all the rest of it. But it's getting really, it's getting to the point. It's like these people don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You know that a, a section of them now, I don't know how big it is, the percentage, they believe the Holocaust never happened. How? Can you believe that? I've uh, I've heard of said theory. <clears throat> I just six million people were massacred. Thirteen million total, but six million Jews were massacred. Oh, that never happened. What? Okay, whatever. You believe what you believe. Good for you. I'm really happy for you. But again, I happen to love Jews. Don't know any Palestinians, but come on over. We'll schmooze, and maybe I'll love you too. All right? Everyone loves you, Tom. You can if, if you uh, can't bring them together. I don't know who can. Let me just tell you something. Just do a little reading. You're going to find out that not everybody loves old Uncle Tommy. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's fake news. <laughs> fake, fake news. Fake news, baby. Fake news. Fake news. But yeah, I just. Uh, shutting down the tunnel. I, I just when you're first doing that, if you're the first car. Oh. Coming to a stop in the tunnel, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel good about that. Oh God! I mean, I don't. I don't know how long it was closed, but you know how frustrating it is sitting in traffic. <laughs> and you're there's nowhere you can go when you're no. on a certain stretch there. If you don't get off and head up in there, you are. Oh no! It was going the other way around. It was coming. Oh, it was. From, it was coming um, into downtown. So. Yeah, it would have been stacked up there, up in North Minneapolis there. So they were racist. They were um, blocking North Minneapolis people from coming into the city. Is that what you're saying? I did not say that. But <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> you do bring up a point. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you dirty bastards. I don't know. I was never like that. Yeah, I, I went to college for one day, so I can't really say I was a college student. Um, but I do remember all the Vietnam protests in 68, 69, 67, I think is the first one. But I, I just, I was never much of a protest kind of guy. They just, the people who were protesting didn't seem like my kind of people. You know what I mean? I, um, yeah. And this is an interesting, the people who are coming out with this and, um, the sides that they're drawing. Um, you know, a lot of people not probably really all that familiar with the backstory of yeah. the conflict in the Middle East and sort of just getting on board with this, not having much context as to what's gone on for years and years and years. Um, I think that's definitely something that you're seeing with this. Yeah, I think that's true. Do any Palestinians live in the Twin Cities area? Does anybody know? I don't, I've never heard of. I think so. I would, yeah. Well, they have mm-hmm. to be, I would think. I went to high school with a lot of Palestinian people. Oh, oh, did you really? Yeah, absolutely. I have one of them call in. I want to talk to a Palestinian on the show today. What? I'll, I'll shoot. Maybe I'll send a text. I don't know if I'll get a response. I'm, I'm trying to learn something here. We should have a Palestinian on today go, well, what do you think of this whole deal? And that person will probably have varying opinions from. You know, exactly. that's the thing, like not not everybody has to think a certain way or feel a certain way about it. And there's a lot of gray in this particular. Yeah, there know, is this particular um, conflict, too. So well, plus, would you trust a Palestinian who liked AJ? I mean, uh, let's, let's talk about it. I trust <laughs> anybody who likes it. I do, too. Oh, okay. I was going to say oh, that's okay. a huge red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Can we find somebody that well, didn't we, go to high school two, with her? We maybe. didn't say trust. We said no, AJ. Do here. Uh, we had a listener reach out, um, Chris, who said that Sparky's is amazing. Don't tell everyone. 
and I asked him, what should Chris order? Yeah, Chris, how's the food over there? I'm curious. I've driven past. I carpet. haven't eaten yet, but oh. I am going to be having a, uh, did this person, um, Brittany, did the person recommend the meat eater skillet? Um, no, they said that. <laughs> I looked at the menu. It's so funny because I was like, I have a feeling you're going to pick that. I don't even know why because I've never eaten with you. But they said you cannot go wrong with their pancakes. So maybe this is what a power move that you should do with Megan. Get a, okay. get a um, order of pancakes for the table. Mm-hmm. Table I think pancakes. That is the, I think that's the plan already. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't say it's got to be on yeah. Hubbard's dime anyway. So you just one of everything for the house and let's, Wrap let's it go. Up. Yeah. Wrap it up. I'm around. Get everybody around. <laughs> I want everyone around to syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Gather around. Does anybody, there have to be some people that don't like pancakes. I love pancakes. I, Most people do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I have a tr- I have trouble with pancakes. Like I'd rather have a waffle for sure Ooh, if really? I was going to pick. There's yeah. some structure there. That's why you Thank need structure you. in your life. That's Thank why you. you like waffles. I, I like waffles it. too. Don't get me wrong. Especially when the syrup sits in the little squares. Oh, oh, oh the butter. The butter melts oh. with it. And it's just in <laughs> Because here's the All right, you guys. I gotta go. Bye, Chris. We'll go. We'll talk. We'll talk about breakfast without you. All right. Yeah. Say hello to Sparky for me. Is there a Sparky? Dr. Sparky to you. (laughs) There was a friend of mine's father who, when he hated someone, he called them Sparky. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Listen here, Sparky. I feel like that's a... Oh, you do that too, Tevin? I don't do that, but I've heard Sparky said more as an insult or as a dog's name (laughs) than like a name of a restaurant or somebody. Yeah, Yeah, listen here, Sparky. Like, what? Right, you think you're so smart? (laughs) Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Eggert joined us. Channel 5's Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. No, I'm very serious about that. I want some Palestinians to start calling in because I want to get your view of the whole situation. Um, and even Jews want to call in, too. I don't want anybody going after anybody. If you don't like the other side, then I don't want to hear from you. All I'm saying. right? Yeah. We don't need that on this show, no, so I'm with no. you. Little, you know, I'll decide if I hate you both by the time the show's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> both callers, I hate them. No, but I just, I, I have not heard anything anywhere on podcasts or radio or television, uh, you know, sideline, because they, I call them sideline, because they're not on the news, they're not on television, they're not on a radio podcast and whatever. But I would like to get their, their take on what they think this is all about really. Because there's something behind all of this, and I would guess somebody's holding a lot of money somewhere. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, probably yeah. a safe bet. I don't know. Can't you kids just get along? What, 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 I mean, can you imagine that? All of a sudden, the Civil War breaks out again after all these years, and the Southerners and the Northerners start killing each other. I mean, it could happen. It feels like we're in some – this is not 2023 – like, this seems so yeah. crazy to even be talking about yeah. or to have the happening. Yep. Yeah. No question. I didn't see. Did you guys see this coming? This whole conflict no. uh Gaza and all the rest of it? It's not on my bingo card for 2023. No, <laughs> no not at all. No. And October 7th now, it's been, my God, it's been almost two and a half months. Or it has been yeah, about two and a half months, somewhere in there, that general area. Um does anyone know why it is that that attack happened on October 7th? What drove that? Just mm, hatred toward the Jews? No. Is that what it, it felt like it just came out of nowhere. Like, and I guess, you know, yeah. most yep. terrorist attacks aren't necessarily advertised ahead of time, but there was, it felt like there wasn't any like rumblings of, you know, things are getting progressively worse over there. Cause it's always kind of been, I guess, negative news always coming from the Gaza Strip in that area. Right. But yeah, this all of a sudden, it was like, what do you mean there was a concert that got attacked? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then now it's just this whole, obviously, everything yeah. is just blown out of control. Is that a parental thing, do you think? Because I do remember my mother, you know, when I was a little boy, because like I said, my old man wasn't around. My mother was not anti-anybody. She would, you know... You're talking, well, we grew up in, like I said, a Catholic, black, and Jewish neighborhood. So there are different, you know, three different types of people there, I guess you could say it. And she taught us from a very, very young age, just show people some respect and, mm-hmm. you know, don't stick your nose in their business and everything will be fine. Do most kids not hear that from their parents? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just, like, it's so, 
it's just so wild because you can only, like, this is where you have to kind of get back to basics. You have to raise your kids what you think is the right way and kind of just yeah. keep your head down in some ways. And I know, like, be aware and try to make a difference, but, like, sometimes making a difference is making sure you raise your kids with just the idea of, like, little a little amount as hate as possible. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Let's cut back on the hatred. Sounds good to me. Love that for us. Yeah, I don't know. I, I sit around and I watch the news and I'm like, really? This is where we're all headed yet again. This this is just never going to come to an end. And I don't know. I, you know, looking back, because Hitler took over North Africa, did he not? During uh, before World War II, I guess is the best way to put it. He, that, that's one of the first places he went, isn't it? Oh, I'm not sure. I know he was in Africa only because yeah. I know in the Band of Brothers miniseries, they have a line where it's like, my brother's in Africa. He says it's hot. And it's like, oh, it's hot in Africa? <laughs> Thanks, Bill. It's like Africa hot. Who said that? Man, it's hot. It's like Africa hot. That was in a movie, too. Absolutely. But I, I, I just, and I want to ask you guys something. My mother did teach us to not hate anybody. You can not like them. You maybe don't agree with them. But my mother, from a very young age, taught me, if you hate someone, you are wasting your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, why do you hate anybody? Just stay away from them. You don't have to deal with them. Who cares? Yeah, there's a lot of people in this world. Um, it's really not that hard. Also, like, you don't have to know. You don't have to seek out to hate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I work out with a group of people every Monday and Tuesday night, and, like, I have no idea what religion or creed or whatever, and, like, it's one of those things where you kind of go, it's really easy to have great relationships and fun relationships with people mm-hmm. and not yeah. go more into depth. Like you can, it can be surface level, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. just have a great time. And then be, if something comes up, go, Oh, okay, cool. I love that. You're that let's keep, you know, it's, it's really not that hard to interact with people on a day-to-day basis. No, I don't think so. And I'll give you an example. There are a few people at the old place. They were horrendous human beings. I, I could think of at least three of them terrible people that took advantage of other people harmed other people i didn't like them i didn't want to work with them did i hate them i wouldn't give one minute of hatred toward them because they don't mean anything to me yeah i'm not gonna waste my time hating anybody you're giving them too much power in your life if you end up hating someone yes you know i suppose if somebody came and you know shot one of my brothers i would have probably had a little hatred toward them but that never happened i would not waste my time hating anybody there there are some people i don't like i find some people to be very disgusting human beings but i wouldn't waste any time on hating them you're ruining your own life aren't you yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know just calm down you pains in the ass is that a good way to put it love it yeah i think so put it on a shirt (laughs) sell it calm down you pains in the ass (laughs) I like that a lot, actually. No, seriously, I, 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 in case there are some very young people listening, seriously, do not learn anything from this other than the fact you're wasting your time hating anyone. It's the worst idea a human being can have is I hate you. Yeah, I feel it's, like... It's terrible. I feel like it's going to give you cancer. Works for me. <laughs> Didn't work out too well for Hitler to be such a hateful pain in the ass. No, did it? Huh? No, I no. I can't say that he that that is a great course to take. No, <laughs> there's no question about it. All right, so I mean, you guys feel the same way though. Would you even waste five minutes? I you can dislike someone, that's fine, but to go as far as hatred, I don't see either any of the three of you doing that. Listen, I I've had people I've hated, but like the more time you get away from it, the more time you realize. Yeah. They've had yep. their motives and they were trying their best. I really believe that. There are people in my life where, and, and Tom, you have people in your life that angered you so much. Mm-hmm. But when you get away from it, I think the healing process is not being around them and going, you know, in some, in their narratives, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah that's exactly and, right. And they deserve that. They get that. That's fine. Like, I can be the bad guy in other people's narratives and so can you. And hopefully when you walk away from those situations, the more time you get, you go, you know, if I ran into them at a Kowalski's, I would be fine to say hi. And that's like a great place to be with people that you have once hated. I have a running Ooh. list of like people and things that I hate, but it's not it's not very long. Oh, I want to hear. <laughs> you have some people you hate. I want to hear the things. Like guy. 
Uh, well, I've, I've already expressed my opinion on the people that merge onto the highway at like 30 miles per hour. Yeah. Well, but I, you don't know them. That's personal right. hatred. It's totally different. You don't have like the list in, uh, was it Billy Madison, where that guy's like got the lipstick and he's crossing out um, People that have devised like the procedure to cancel a membership where they ask you 17 times, are you like, are yeah. you sure you don't want to change your plan to this? Blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. Right, if I want to cancel, right. it should be a three-step thing. Yeah. And the last one, the wind. I absolutely hate, despise the wind. Me and the wind are mortal enemies. I hate the wind. The wind? The wind. The wind is the worst thing in the world. It wind? sucks. You need sleep. The wind how did we ever sucks. Get the, uh, how do the ships ever get to America without any wind? Yeah, I don't, I don't live by the sea. Frankly, I don't care. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Have you hot take? There's nothing. There's nothing worse than having to like be outside for something, and you're like, you know, it's a nice day, and all of a sudden, just gusts of wind. Your hair's flying everywhere. Your hat's flying off your head. Maybe you want to set up like a little, like a like a overshadowing tent thing. Nope, can't do that anymore. That that that's gonna get blown away. You gotta worry about that, or you have a paper in your hand. Now you look like a little kid running after this paper because the wind keeps pushing it further, further away, and you're not agile enough to pick it up. I hate the wind. Can so I ask much. you a question, AJ? I hate the wind. Two questions. One, how many times are you setting up with like some sort of outdoor tent thing that just blows away? I and mean, how many times are you carrying around loose papers that are blowing around? <laughs> I'm a busy man. I got, I got papers on. Well, I use. I used to. There was. There was a summer. There was a summer oh where God. I where I work for the MYAS, which is the Minnesota Youth Athletics Services or something. Oh, like that. it's the lineup. So yeah. I was. I was running a lot of little league baseball tournaments. So I would have to take a thing like a tent out to big lake like oh. becker big lake and got sure. these places have the most open fields there's no wind <laughs> coverage at all there was yeah. never a not yeah. windy day the amount of brackets and like submission forms that i would chase all day dusk until dawn oh my god i hate the wind so much the wind the wind i I'd, I'd be fine with never flying a kite again not that I have. Yeah, the, Dutch, the Dutch are calling in by the dozens going, what are we going to do with our windmills? Yeah. How am I going to turn my TV uh, on without my windmill? They're going to sit there and look pretty, <laughs> but they're not going to work. I, the, the wind can go All forever. Right. Okay. So the message we got is that, that you only hate a few people. Yeah. Dan Seaman, Amy, and Ginny Hubbard. Those are the three? Is that's that what, who you hate? That's what I heard. That's only if they're I producing heard. the wind. <laughs> if they're driving the I... wind. That's, Yeah. <laughs> He cannot get off the wind. You do hate the wind, man. Yeah, I thought you were kidding. It sucks. I hate the wind so much. You need the wind, though. Uh, the world needs the wind. We can make our artificial wind somehow, like solar energy. Just do that instead. I hate it so much. Jesus. He hates the wind. He Sorry. We can, we can move off of this because I'm getting worked up. who fights with wind. I'm going to punch the wind, and then it punches back. If there Is was that just, it? If there was more buildings... Like, build more buildings. Like, I don't want rolling planes. I want industrial buildings to just block it off. That's what I want. I got some bad news for you. Fire away. You walk down the street in New York City with all those huge towers. The wind has to shove through that yeah. little tunnel. Isn't that the worst, though, too? Up? Isn't yeah. that the worst? Oh, God. It, that, you can get some big-time wind in those tunnels, man. AJ, it's, you would have hated leaving the Metrodome back in the day. Oh, my God. No, it was oh, the worst. God, yes. I remember that. I remember that. You get thrown out like you're you know, like a bouncer at a club yeah. or whatever. Just all of a sudden, you're on, you're, you're on your knees and palms in the front of the Metrodome like a peasant. Just, oh, the wind hates everybody. Ooh, peasant. No, it's a peasant. Ugh. All right. We should move on by going to break. Because I think, well, now wait a second. My takeaway: Am I right about this that you do hate the wind? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot. A lot. We'll be, we'll be right back with blowhard AJ. Do you hate that wind too? The one's coming out of your yapper when you talk. Yeah, that's. I, I'll turn my mic off for the next segment so we can get the air flow coagulated. <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. So happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed and nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price, which is a wonderful thing. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. 
Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to saberheating.com. That is S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah, now we're yeah. So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. 